0: hallelujah praise the lord so good to be back online we can be in the spirit while we're in different places praise god hallelujah shall we worship our king today we bless you Abba, we worship you holy one thank you thank you for who you are thank you lord for the tender mercies and loving kindnesses we bless you we praise you we worship you hallelujah Oh, thank you, Lord. Majesty on high, we lift you up. Worship you and bless you and thank you for your tender mercies, your loving kindnesses. Hallelujah. We choose to lift you up. Hallelujah. Worship you, worship you, worship you. Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus Oh, the blood of Jesus It washes white as snow There is healing in the blood of Jesus There is healing in the blood of Jesus There is healing in the blood of Jesus and it washes white as snow there is victory in the blood of Jesus there is victory in the blood of Jesus there is victory in the blood of Jesus it washes white as snow Hallelujah, we bless you, we praise you, Oh, worthy, 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 great shepherd of the sheep, we bless you, hallelujah, 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 glory, matabarashi, karamanda, Oh, hallelujah, Mandorokushe preste, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, worship you, Lord, de Balmara balmarakasere, baladaya. Thank you, Lord, dimashamara Karbalariande. Oh, who's worthy? Manabram Barakasaramava. We lift up our voice to you, Librindeli Kosura Mandelie, Hallelujah. We lift up holy hands to you, Masher Bandara Who is worthy? Le Cruzuntorubu Shikana Mandara Macariande. Hallelujah! 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 Thank you, Thank you, Lord! 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 Worship you, worship you, worship you! Grama zavara bhakanda raba Oh, le preste prevido korase prete belberi ande. Meno krusdo prete ke li bashana brakata kalderi anda rabokusoro Oh, la preste ke te bolo te prasha la bal Bless the Lord, Haparasanda, Oh, O my soul and all that's within me, bless His holy name. Hakrisokurite para kandara bakasande, O labranta kuta kute vrite bosho borokura barakaya. Oh, we bless you, Lima Sandara kanamashikandara bakarianta. Worthy, 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 Sheparangalabra kasta laprakeste. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. Oh, matabra Rapadika rapadikaraku zukuristi. Oh, labranta zikristi. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Habashanda ramakarama sikaranda. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Oh, mashukura kambra likataya, the perfect one. The Holy One, we lift you up. We worship you. Krima sapralemanda rabakai. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah! Who has done great things? Bless your holy name. Masham bramanda rapa kara mashikata barakaya dasta. Oh, we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. You're worthy, Lord. Hamashikara mandaramakari enteriboshu. Oh, hamalmasikarambarakata kalabarianda. Oh, Matekele lebrosto cropo zete manda la baraka, zele breste. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worship your holy name. Worship your holy name. Worship your holy name. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, teke mesho bakaramanda, Lebro prezeme, te peliste. Amaraka, se breste felicoto corremente. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you praise. Lebukuto Christe pevide tremendi, labracasta pille Christo faza branta, lemo kuto kura pasakari enter ebokoshuto. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Nepoto kote parakata alamanda, riposoko te keri bakanda ramakasta mashikanda. Le prozonto mazonto brebite felipro gasambra oh thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord repi sacre teke baya. kusala baa hamasha blessed be your holy name blessed be your holy name ajabreke potoko parakacha oh matakala brandala brasala palmatakasta thank you for your mercy thank you for your mercy lord Rapazi christike teboru Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Thank you, Thank, you Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy to receive glory. Worthy to receive honor. Worthy to receive praise. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the price you've paid. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're forever grateful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive. We call every need met, every oak destroyed, every burden removed. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Today we have uh, Sister Kripa helping us to translate in Canada, and... Um, We've been thinking uh, along a certain line, looking at certain scriptures, and I believe we'll continue that way a little more. But let's just start in Psalm 49 and the 20th verse. The whole psalm is, is a good one to think about, uh, particularly nowadays. And I read there verse 20. I'm reading the Amplified. It says, A man who is held in honor and understands not, is like the beasts that perish. Very interesting. Uh, If you look at it in the King James, it says, man that is in honor and understandeth not, is like the beasts that perish. Praise God. So, if a person does not realize his value and position in God's eyes, he's nothing better than just an animal. Or a beast out there. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. And so uh, you can live at the level of just animals and, uh, you know, come to no consequence in the natural. Meanwhile, God has so loved us, created us in his own image, and has great plans for each one of us. But unless that understanding and that kind of revelation comes to us, we may behave and live just like an animal that is basically uh, taken and destroyed. Let's hear verse 20 of Psalm
1: 49 in Kannada.
0: Hallelujah. So the whole Psalm there is uh, along those kind of lines, how man has a way of thinking, they are uh, superior, but at the same time, just living at the level of the animal and not aware of their spiritual consequence and so on. So there are verses there like verse 16. It says, Be not thou afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dieth, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he lives... He blessed his soul. Men will praise thee when thou doest well to thyself, and he shall go to the generation of his fathers, they shall never see light. Notice here these are verses talking about how man can live without any thought about his actual origin and the honour that God has given to that person. In the spirit realm, he's just totally blind. He doesn't see anything beyond what his senses say. You know, to be ruled by the senses is to just live like an animal. And um, sometimes, the more you think about it, we can be so uh, aware of the natural and the sense realm that we are no better in our life than just an animal. It's rather sad. Praise God. So these kind of thoughts are very interesting. And so we, we proceed from there and um, observe also in Romans, the 8th chapter. We can go there, Romans chapter 8. And uh, over there in the 6th verse, he says, "...for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace." Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Notice that this is talking about people who uh, do not know the difference; they think that everything about them is just what the senses tell them that 's living in the natural but Verse 9 continues, But you are not in the flesh, hallelujah, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of this. Praise God that this is now talking about us. So we are not in that uh, category, although we may think that way. Every now and then, uh, thoughts come to all of us. Fleshly or sense-based thoughts come to all of us. But we are actually designed from the spirit realm to be more uh, aware of the spirit than the natural. Praise God. So those of us who have accepted Jesus, the Bible says that you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Hallelujah. So accept that and let's think like that. Verse 10 And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Hallelujah. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Now notice verse 12. It says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Praise God. Some realities there of having to live above the sense realm and not be ruled by the senses, not be ruled by the emotions, otherwise it could lead to something there called death. If you remember the prodigal son, the Bible declares there in the book of Luke that this boy um, came back home after wasting all the inheritance, spending everything, uh, living a riotous life. After he spent it all, he decided that he would come back home and be just like one of the hired servants. And uh, the father welcomed him and gave much grace to him and said my son was dead but he's now alive hallelujah praise god in other words it's possible to be alive but live as though one is dead hallelujah so if we are going to live just by what we feel just by our emotions it's not really living it's a sort of a death while you are still alive hallelujah and then eventually physical death will take over, you know, because the sense rule life cannot receive the things from the Spirit of God. So, some admonitions to all of us there. Notice verse 13, maybe we can hear verse 13 in Kannada also.
1: Alleluia.
0: Praise God. So we have no obligation to live by the senses. Jesus was very touched when uh, Thomas said, Unless I see, unless I feel, I will not believe. And he said, Blessed are those who without seeing believe. Hallelujah. <laughs> so Jesus is impressed when we accept that he is there closer to us than our own breath. He's so real to us and that the spirit realm is where we actually come from. Hallelujah. That kind of thinking pleases God. And if you look at it just naturally speaking, uh, you know, think about it. Jesus is pleased because you acknowledge that he's there, and you acknowledge that what he said is true. But imagine those disciples who lived with him for three years, and then finally saying, unless I see, I will not believe. So if you look at it like that, thank God you and I are saved. We come from the dispensation known as the age of grace, the age of the church. And so we are believers and we have called on Him. We've accepted Him without seeing or feeling. We've just believed what the Scripture said and so you are just blessed. You are the blessed of the Lord. Hallelujah. What a place to start from. What an honor God has given to us. Hallelujah. And that honor has to be understood and uh, lived in and experienced and enjoyed and then you, you live at a different level altogether. Hallelujah. And they can say, I used to be like the animal. I used to live like that. But thank God I now live from the Spirit. I do not uh, live by my senses. I please God. I live from the Spirit. Hallelujah. So we have this choice on a daily basis and none of us has arrived But thank God we are moving along to that destiny for which we were created to be just like Him, to be as He is, to enjoy that life, that reality today. Hallelujah. All right, let's see also maybe verse 9 and 10 in Canada of Romans 8.
1: Niva, the Ru Deva, Atman, Vasavagiru, Adare, Shari, Radina, Atmaniga, Adina, Radi, Yava, Avanu, Allah. Amen. Adare, Christana, And if Christ be in you, the tenth
0: verse says, Notice, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Amen. We have a spirit part of us that has the very nature, the righteousness of God, completely the very same righteousness as He is. And we are in Him, and therefore we are completely in that place of being as He is. All that is true in the spirit. Meanwhile, in the natural, we have all these senses And feelings and emotions constantly beckoning to us, talking to us, trying to pull us away from our true destiny, which is to walk in the Spirit, to live from that place. Hallelujah. And therefore we meditate and we study, prayerfully ponder over the Word of God and the things that are given to us as a final authority. Therefore we cannot trust in our senses We cannot trust in our emotions, but we can trust in what God said is final authority. Amen. And what a safe place to live in. Hallelujah. So you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And because of that, the real part of you is the spirit man. The others are, in quote, real, but they don't have to become uh, overlords and rule over us. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to another line of thought there, along something like that. Back to Mark 4, verse 33. If you remember, we had read that, Mark 4. Observe there, verse 33. With many such parables, spake he the word unto them as they were able to hear it. Praise God. Notice here that Jesus was limited He could not say all that he wanted to say. And uh, even later on in John 16 and verse 12, he said, The Spirit will come. I have so many things to say unto you, but you are not able to bear them now. Howbeit when the Spirit comes, he will guide you. Words like that. So Jesus is constantly wanting us to hear and receive what he has to say. But then he is... um, limited, let's say, limited by our ability to hear what he's saying. And we have read also similar verses in Hebrews 5:11 and 12. But let's look at also uh, the same chapter 4 and observe there verse 24. And he said unto them, Take heed what you hear, with what measure you meet it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. Let's hear that in Kannada,
1: verse 24.
0: So here he's talking about what we hear and how we handle the hearing. You know, that measure with which we measure our hearing or how we apportion our time for hearing, you know, the um, attention we give to hearing and the time we give to hearing and how uh, important hearing is to us is going to be the measure of harvest we receive back to us. Amen. And similarly, in the book of Luke, we notice the 8th chapter and uh, verse 18. Let's go there and he says, Take heed therefore how you hear for whosoever has to him shall be given and whosoever has not from him shall be taken even that which he seems to have. Praise God. So here he says, um, notice that you take heed how you hear. There we heard what you hear. Here he says how you hear. Praise God. So notice that um, this hearing is a big key to uh, Jesus' life control and living from that place of superiority to animals. Amen? Uh, Have you ever seen a monkey studying a Bible or listening to a message and pondering about the message? No, I do not think so. Amen? So we have this higher place uh, far above all of these kind of creatures because we have an aspect to us, that has the ability to ponder and think upon what we're hearing and pay attention and give importance to what we are hearing. Only in this case, he's talking about a higher level of hearing where he's talking about hearing what he has to say to us or what the word has to say to us. And he says, take heed therefore how you hear. And then what you hear. Notice that it's a choice. It is a choice that we have to make to be able to give value and attention to the hearing process and not be distracted during that process. Hallelujah. That will set us apart and put us in a place of harvest and seeing a different level of life. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse 18 also in Luke chapter 8 in Canada.
1: And if you notice here, we could do the Kannada version,
0: but we cannot do the amplified version in Kannada. So, we'll try, you know, personally in your homes, you can try to uh, translate that. But we'll read the Amplified. It says in verse 18 Be careful, therefore, how you listen. For to him who has spiritual knowledge will more be given. And from him who does not have spiritual knowledge, even what he thinks and guesses and supposes that he has will be taken away. Notice here the term spiritual knowledge. I think it's worth thinking about. It's not just a natural knowledge, it's a spiritual knowledge. Hallelujah. And so if you read, it continues in the way he's talking to the 19th verse. He says, then Jesus' mother and his brothers came along toward him, but they could not get to him because of the crown. So this is a natural kind of thing happening here. His family members want to meet him or get to meet him, but they cannot because of the crowd, the Bible says. Notice there, his mother and his brothers. Verse 20, And it was told him, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside, desiring to have an interview with you, or to meet with you. But he answered, Then, my mother and my brothers are those who listen to the word of God and do it. (laughs) Praise God. So, at this point, you know that he's talking about spiritual knowledge. You know, he's not knowing them just naturally. He's saying that we need to begin to know people spiritually also. Amen? Folks must have thought, wow, the guy's lost his mind. Too much God, too much meditation. He doesn't know his parents anymore, you know, and so on. All kinds of vague things can happen out of that. But notice here, he says... My mother and my brothers are those who listen to the word of God and do it. Hallelujah. So there's a spiritual knowledge, a knowing of yourself and knowing of God, the knowing of Jesus, where you can see there's intimacy developed based on those who hear and do the word of God, where Jesus says, this is my brother, this is my mother, this is my own relative. This is my relation. Praise God. So you can see that that kind of knowledge uh, is coming to you as you meditate and ponder and that reality makes you so close and intimate with Jesus. Hallelujah. He's not just the Lord Jesus but he's also your brother, your sister. Hallelujah. And so on. Close relatives. So that kind of understanding also comes as you meditate on the Word of God, as you take time and patiently study the Word of God and give attention to it. Maybe you remember Second Corinthians says there, in chapter 5 and verse 16, he says, Henceforth, notice that a new creation person, a person who is born again, has another way of looking at things. Henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we Him no more. Hallelujah. This is talking about, you know, uh, context of verse 17, that you're a new creature if you're in Christ Jesus. And so you may not have to even know yourself just from the flesh, just from the outward man and just from what the senses are telling you. Praise God. There's a spiritual knowledge, there's a spiritual understanding of who you are and receiving that honor which God has given to you and raised you above all the animals that are out there and all the natural living creation out there. We are above all of that. We are created in His class, in His image, not to be moved by emotions, senses, and feelings, but to be moved by what. God and His Word are saying what the Spirit of God will minister to us. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let's hear maybe um, up to uh, verse 19 of the previous chapter we were reading there, Luke 8. Maybe we can read verse 19 and then look at 2 Corinthians.
1: And then maybe we can hear
0: verse
1: twenty-one also. Those who listen and do it now we can also see Second
0: Corinthians five and verse sixteen.
1: <laughs> so
0: we can see plainly here that there is another kind of knowledge another kind of understanding that comes to us and lifts us up and makes us to live in that plane in that place of god's own honor that He has given us above all the rest of creation. Praise God. And so we will not die like the fleshly animals out there. We will not just die like all of the other creation out there. We can choose to be intimate with God and live and fulfill the purpose for which we were created, do that for which we were created, and then come home with joy, knowing that we have finished and accomplish all that we were sent to the earth for. Amen? It's another place of living all together. And uh, thank God we don't have to be like the Psalm 49 type of people, you know, who name places after themselves, thinking that they will always have that land and that property, but eventually they have to die and leave it. You know, so there is nothing uh, so shocking as to uh, come to terms with the fact that you are dead. And that, wow, uh, I'm shocked. I didn't know that eternity was forever and ever. (laughs) Hallelujah. So thank God that we are aware in increasing uh, levels and measures of eternity and the life that is beyond all of this natural. Hallelujah. So as we hear the Word of God, we are growing. We're getting an understanding. We're getting revelation We are receiving knowledge of the honor that God has bestowed upon us. If you remember 1 Peter chapter 2 says, in uh, verse 2, Like newborn babes, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly desire, the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk, that by it you may be nurtured and grow into completed salvation. That's the Amplified uh, Version. Notice there it says that as newborn babes, we desire the pure, unadulterated Word so that we may grow thereby and we will have maturity. So God wants us to mature and grow up. That's why we hear the Word of God because it is food for us. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are going to grow up and He wants us to grow up and to fellowship with Him. Amen? Somebody was uh, taking care of the children's ministry in a church and because they were spending time with the children, when they got back home, they were so happy just to talk with grown-ups. Hallelujah! (laughs) You know, I'm sure God is waiting to hear some intelligent conversation, finally, from His children. Amen? He doesn't want us to stay little infants and toddlers. He wants us to be able to carry on a conversation with Him. You know, fellowshipping, truly understanding who He is and what He has done and what He can do. Praise God. So we crave to grow up. We desire the sincere, unadulterated, pure milk of God's Word. Notice that. That is just like milk for us. That is like nourishment for us. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 2 also. Maybe in Canada we could just hear that and go on.
1: Hmm.
0: Glory to God. That's wonderful. Now if you notice, we have a verse of scripture in Romans 8 again. We're making a small dive into Romans 8, which is uh, familiar. We use it a lot, Romans 8:28. And notice there, as we read, some things will be brought out. It says there, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And from there it goes on to 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Notice that family there, the firstborn among Many of the brothers in the family. Hallelujah. Notice the word brethren is used for all of us, female and male. And so there is a destiny, a foreknowledge. And so we are to be conformed to the image of this son. All of us are to grow up and become like him. To be conformed to that same image that whatever he could do and whatever level of life he lived at, it's also for us. Amen? That is our destiny. That is what we are growing up towards. Hallelujah. So in that context, look at verse 28 now. And we know that all things work together for good. Notice that. For good to them that love God. Notice that. Have you ever thought about that fact that it only works out to the good for those who love God? and to them who are called according to his purpose. Praise God. So there has to be a desire for maturity, growth. Can you see that? Those who want to uh, leave their own plans and follow his plan. Praise God. Those who say, I have all these things in my agenda, but I have decided that I want to do what you want because I love you and your plan is the best plan and i'm understanding that you are my eldest brother and i'm supposed to be like you i'm supposed to resemble you and not resemble you know anything out there in the natural hallelujah even though naturally speaking you may not fit the mold you look like uh, a reject uh, you're not qualified or you know you're just not it or whatever that he's talking about the man on the inside being just like jesus and then the soul getting to accept it, and then the life begins to show through you. You know, the Bible says that our light should so shine before men. Hallelujah. That they will see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. So this verse, to be actually frank about it, works for those who love God, those who are wanting to mature and To enjoy uh, putting him first rather than themselves. Hallelujah. So that verse is going to help us conform and become more like Jesus. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear verse
1: 28 and 29 also in Kannada. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.
0: So we have this, um, in quote, uh, desire, and let's call it a pressure, uh, to become like Him. So we are not trying to become like somebody else, we are trying to become like Him. And that is our destiny, that is our purpose. That's what we are here for, to just be as He is. Praise God. And so um, our prayers are forms of our desires, our wishes, our dreams. All those prayers now become centered in that direction. Praise God. And so when you pray in the Spirit, when you're praying according to the will of God rather than your will, you're beginning to pray such kind of prayers. Hallelujah. The love that's on the inside of our uh, shed in, in, inside us, in our heart by the Holy Spirit, is now stirred up to affect our desires and affect our actions. Praise God. Hallelujah. So uh, let's read, for instance, John 14, 21. He says, He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loved me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him, What an interesting verse there. He that does what I'm saying is the one that loves me. Praise God. Now, someone may say, but there is no commandments in the new covenant. But I'll also say there is no request. Hallelujah. In the <laughs> new covenant, he's not just suggesting. He's actually saying, this is the way to do it. Amen. He's a God of, I am the way, the truth, the life. So we are being targeted for that life, a higher life. Is this the life that you're talking about? Is this all there is? The answer to all that is He is the life. Being to be able to live like Him is the target. Amen? Imagine living like Jesus for one day. Can you imagine how that would be? Praise God. So it's those kind of thoughts that must be... um, around our thinking in paramount interest. Notice verse 21 also in Canada,
1: John 14, 21. So there are
0: benefits to that love, to that affection. You know, there's a manifestation of the Father, manifestation of the Son in your life, which um, others may not be able to enjoy just as you are enjoying. Praise God. You may have this strange, uh, heavenly kind of attitude around you, and others may be wondering, are you living on the same planet? Hallelujah. Because you have been transacting love, desires, obedience towards Him, and the Father. Amen? Now that's what He's called us to do, and He'll take care of the rest. He said, I'll manifest myself to you. Don't worry, my Father will manifest. We will come, we will sup with you. The uh, book of Revelation says He will come and sup with us. He will come and fellowship with us. He will come and enjoy our company, mature company. Amen? So this is maturity. This is what God is looking forward to. God wants to enjoy Company uh, with the mature folk. And mature folks are the ones who have gotten to spiritual knowledge rather than just natural knowledge and they want to do what he's saying. That's their desire. You see, um, that is their plan. They have no other plan. They want to do what God wants. Amen? So they are paying attention. They are listening. They are hearing in a way that they can now say, this is going to help me do what he's saying. Praise God. And so if you look at your life sincerely over the past couple of years and think about it, any change you have seen in your life is based on what you have heard and how you responded to that. Praise God. So Jesus knows that. Jesus knows all about it. And that's why he speaks like this about attention to the word. How you hear, what you hear, the time, the patient endurance over those things is going to affect the outcome or the harvest or the results. Amen. Praise God. So, it's with those kind of thoughts that we are pondering and studying right now. He said, there's so many things I'd like to tell you, but you're not able to bear them. So, when the Holy Spirit comes, He will tell you these things. That's what He said in John 16, 12. But notice, to the church that had now received the Holy Spirit and maybe spoke in tongues more than many other churches, the church of the Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he said, I'm still not able to tell you so many things because you, you are still just drinking milk. You're not able to bear the meat of God's word. Hallelujah, because there is among you envy, strife, and division. Are you not just carnal and walking as mere men? Remember, all of those kind of things. So notice that... Walking in this higher place of where I'm, I'm going to do what God said because I love Him, I'm choosing to walk in love rather than what I feel, is going to help us to hear. Hallelujah. It's going to help us to receive more understanding and revelation and help us to walk in a place of maturity. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So we are planning that. We are praying that. We are desiring that. Not just for ourselves, but for anyone out there who is like-minded. Amen? Any child of God, this is our desire. And then we know all things will work together for good. Praise God. See the benefit? It will work out together for our good. Because we love God and we are called according to His purpose. Not necessarily our purpose. Hallelujah. Praise God. Notice how all those things fit together to be conformed to His image to be as He is. It is not something that happens just overnight. Oh, praise God. Um, This is a daily decision with all kinds of thoughts coming to us, our senses talking to us, the world pressing at us, you know, the pressure of peer and so on. We are uh, looking towards Him for help. We're looking towards Him for mercy. Praise God. So with these thoughts in mind is how we are. Pressing on. Glory to God. Let's look at maybe, um, I believe we read 21, did we? Yeah, let's go on then towards um, Hebrews. Hebrews, the 13th chapter. And um, we are familiar with a prayer there, which we pray maybe every week. Glory to God. And after that prayer comes verse 22. He says... I beseech you, brethren, suffer the word of exhortation, for I have written a letter unto you in few words. Notice how he he says that. Let's hear that in Canada also. Uh, Hebrews
1: 13, verse 22. Amen.
0: Notice that kind of word. He said, suffer. Suffer the word of exhortation. And... um, it also means to uh, hold yourself up against that constant word coming to you. You know, to be uh, standing there and the word just constantly getting into your ears again and again and again. Praise God. So there is a repetition here and, uh, you know, it involves some kind of bearing and some suffering and some enduring. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there is endurance, there is a bearing that has to be done in order to receive what he's saying. And maybe you may have to hear the same thing again and again. Hallelujah! Um, very interesting. So there's not keep this at the bottom of your thinking always. There's not another volume of the Bible. There's only one Bible, and it is from those same words that he's going to keep telling you things again and again. And you will find the change taking place as you and I spend time measuring out uh, our time, our accuracy in the handling and the hearing of the Word of God. It's a choice we make every day. It's not a once and for all thing. Um, Don't kid yourself into thinking that it's a once and for all decision and that after that decision everything will be rosy and all of that. That's a big blunder. You need to be able to face it on a daily basis, realizing that there are certain animal, in quote, tendencies that are resident in the flesh that you may wonder if there's any difference between you and them. (laughs) But there is, God has honored us and actually given us such high place to be just as He is and to be conformed into His image. But notice, it's all based on our choice. If we choose to go in that way, if we choose to become more like Him, then the process becomes easier. Hallelujah. Imagine He has called all of us to be His brethren. Amen? Now, humanistic society people say that there's the brotherhood of man, but that's not true. We're talking about born-again people, people who have claimed that The Lord Jesus Christ and His Father are now our family. Hallelujah. Our Father. Praise God. We share the same Father with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And in that family, there's a certain code. Whatever He says to you, do it. Praise God. We have accepted that. He is our Lord. And, you know, as we said, Mary found out from the years of experience with Him that This is the best thing that you could do. Whatever He says to you, just do it. Amen? So this maturity uh, is taking place in our lives, and it's such a blessing. If you look at this kind of verse, there are similar verses like this um, about bearing, enduring the Word of God. Hallelujah. One familiar verse also would come from Timothy, the fourth chapter, I believe. Let's see if we can get this. He says in verse 3, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Hallelujah. Similar kind of thinking. Did you notice that? He says they will not endure sound doctrine. That's the kind of uh, word there again, enduring, bearing, putting up with, etc. So there is something about enduring sound doctrine or truth, uh, biblical knowledge and understanding has to be endured, even though you claim to know it or have heard it before, we will have to put up with it again and again, rather than go for something that we just want to hear that our ears would like to be entertained with. You know, rather than uh, what's good for us, you know, what is needful for us, uh, we go for something that is just probably fun and entertaining. Praise God, that's all right, you know. It's not a boring life, but we're talking about being conformed to His image, trying to become like Him, maturing, and so on. He said, particularly, there's a time coming when folks will not endure Sound doctrine. They will not want to hear certain clear, sound teachings from God's Word. Hallelujah. Let's see. Verse 2 says, preach the Word. Be instant in season, out of season. One other thinking can be, preach the Word whether you like it or not. Praise God. So sometimes the emotions even of the preacher are affected. Did you see that? The preacher doesn't want to labor the people with the same thing again and again. So he's like, ah, let's just give it, you know, something easy and light and frothy and just keep them happy. Hallelujah. <laughs> we all have that nature, you know, to, to be light and easy. We don't want to be an enemy and, you know, be the bad guy. Praise God. You know, but God is saying it. There's coming a time when people will not endure. So, whether you like it or not, stick with the truth of the doctrine and the word of God. S- stick with what God has said rather than anything else. Can you see that? Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. How many times did he say doctrine? See? So there is something about doctrine that as time goes, the doctrine will like to be watered down maybe by uh, wanting to please people, wanting to save your own skin, wanting to be in the good books of people, etc., etc. Hallelujah. But we have to not choose our agenda, but we have to choose His way and be as much as, as possible, be like Him. Glory to God. God help us. How many of us know that we need mercy for all of these operations? Oh, glory to God. <laughs> Let's see if we can hear, therefore, verse 3 and then verse
1: 2, just to get it together. <laughs> Glory to God. Interesting thoughts.
0: Let's also jump along and see again Mark chapter 4. And let's see if we can read the 24th verse from the Amplified again like we did last week. Observe there the Amplified has a certain way of amplifying things or making them more loud and clear. Sometimes things are not clear enough. (laughs) Verse 24, And he said to them, Be careful what you are hearing, the measure of thought and study. Notice that. This is how we are hearing, by thought and study. You give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more, si- more besides will be given to you who hear. Notice in this case he says, will be the measure of virtue and knowledge. You know, the word virtue is, it is a nice word. It's something that can be used a lot in English, commonly, and it, it means noble character, high values, and so on. Praise God. You know, it can be a good word for, you know, uh, God's own nature. He's a virtuous person. His graces are available. He's so high and noble. Praise God. But this virtue comes to us as we spend time measuring out our thinking and our thoughtful study, our prayerful study. Praise God. More will keep coming back to us. Amen. So let's, let's look at a, a couple of thoughts like that. Maybe we'll go to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Interesting scripture there. This is all about the food offered to idols and all of that, if you remember. Now I I go to read the um, King James version of it. And he says, now as touching things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. That's an interesting one. Notice how it goes in the Amplified. It says, now about food offered to idols, of course, we know that all of us possess knowledge concerning these matters. Yet mere knowledge causes people to be puffed up, to bear themselves loftily and be proud. But love, affection and goodwill and benevolence edifies and builds up and encourages one to grow to his full stature. Hallelujah. Interesting. The Amplified brought out some thoughts there. You know, um, love does not puff up. Love is not puffed up. Love is not proud. Love is constantly thinking about how it can lift up somebody else and how it can make the other person look good. Praise God. As much as you can, try to make the other person look good. Some people are hard to make you know, good or to make them look good. But <laughs> Some are easier. However, our target is to be like Jesus. If Jesus believes in them, we also believe in them. Amen? They may be hard. You know, it's hard to see that because they are just a, you know, a diamond in the rough. And so you cannot really see the diamond because of the rough. But <laughs> Jesus always sees everything clearly, and he knows there is a diamond there. You're only seeing the rough. Hallelujah. So we are <laughs> we're planning to see things the way Jesus sees them. And Jesus is very concerned about people. <laughs> people are precious to him. Of course, animals are precious, and all of creation is precious. But notice, the spiritual uh, bond we have as family with him is because he loves people. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we have to begin to see people uh, uh, as precious as He is, sees them. You know, He sees the diamond there, we see the rough. And notice that in order for the diamond to become clear, you have to cut through. <laughs> so it involves a lot of perseverance and, you know, pain and cutting and all of that. So not everybody goes through that, you know, to finally come forth as a shining diamond. But. Glory to God. As we study, prayerfully meditate on the Word of God, this virtue or this ability, this high way of living and seeing things comes to us. It keeps coming to us. Amen? And so we are not just full of knowledge, but there's an attitude, there's a certain virtue there, there's a certain nobility there where we are thinking about the benefit of the person. Hallelujah? Praise God. We can just rant off and rave on about how much we know, but that's not going to help anybody unless that particular attitude comes through. Amen? Praise God. So have you been to a a school where maybe a new teacher came and he was very qualified, but he could not tell you anything very clearly, even though he was so qualified. Then there's this guy who doesn't have that much qualification, but once he teaches you, you just get it. See, that kind of stuff. So, it's not just knowledge, but it is a certain attitude. For instance, somewhere in Luke, it talks, I think it's in chapter 9, he talks about how they were not receiving Jesus. And so, um, they saw that he, he was not being received in that place. And then the sons of thunder said, listen, why don't we just fix this? Shall we just call fire down from heaven and just consume these people like Elijah did? And he said, you don't know what manner of spirit you are of. The Son of Man came to save lives, not to destroy them. Amen? So there's an attitude that can come, um, which is not totally the way Jesus is thinking. <laughs> Jesus is like, actually, that's not what I was thinking about. Hallelujah. I mean, we could do that, but you know, that's another kind of spirit there. So this virtue that he's talking about gives you that spirit that is looking to help lift up somebody else and help make them look good. Thank God he's helping us to, <laughs> to do these things. Because honestly, sometimes finding that diamond in the rough is pretty rough. Amen? But uh, he'll help us. Amen. So we are being encouraged Again and again through the scripture, as you can see, this past year, he has encouraged us to see it the way he sees it. And we're, we're coming to terms with it. We're beginning to see more, and uh, our lives are getting better. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's hear maybe uh, verse 1 of First Corinthians 8, also in Canada, please.
1: <inaudible> <inaudible> Hallelujah. Praise
0: the Lord. So you can see that Jesus is not just looking for people to be saved, but He's also looking for people to grow up, mature, and become disciples. Amen. Which is the target of all that we are doing. Thank God for people getting saved. You know, it's nice to see people flocking into church and getting saved every Sunday. But to just be stuck like that is not all the plan of God. To grow up and mature and become disciples is wonderful. That's what you know, we are all here for, to lead them to Christ and then to ma- help mature, help in the process of maturing them. Amen? And Jesus put it across like this in John also, John chapter 8. And let's read there the 30th verse, John eight thirty. When he said these kind of things, many believed on him, is what the Bible says. So this is talking to people who have now become believers. As he spake these words, many believed on him. So now they're believers. Let's just imagine they've become believers. Then said Jesus unto those Jews which believed on him. That's all. Just sing all the way to heaven. Everything's going to be alright. Is that what he said? Now you can just go back home and just go on with your regular life. One day I'll come and take you back. Is that what he said? Um... Slightly different. He said, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed, I don't want to give you any more hard stuff. You don't have to change a thing. Um, Just hang in there. Just stay saved. No, that's not what he said. See, he was not playing to any other tune or any other emotion. He just said, he continued with his program. He said, if you continue in my word, he put the duty on them now. If you continue in my word, notice, then are you my disciples indeed. So it's about continuing. Hallelujah. Don't give up and continuation is not looking and saying, how many years can I do this? No, one day at a time is enough. Hallelujah. Don't worry about how long am I going to do this. Oh man, I didn't know it was going to be a drawn out process Hallelujah. No, thank God, you don't know about tomorrow. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. Yesterday is over, but you've got today. Hallelujah. So don't ever get the feeling that it is just one decision and it is just, uh, you know, one certain day that you just surrender everything to Jesus. No, it's a daily thing based on daily decisions. And so we look forward to mercy and His grace to help us. Amen. He says to continue. If you continue in my word, thank God, he said word, plainly, in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And notice there's a progression. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah. It goes that way. You see, greater freedom, greater uh, liberty to live from the high place, from the spirit realm, rather than just what you feel and what everybody else is going by. Amen? This this freedom. Of course, they said, you know, we are Abraham's seed. We were never in bondage. You know, we are free, etc., etc. When Jesus gave them a good talking to, I tell you that day, He talked differently. It was a spiritual knowledge He was talking about. He was not talking about just natural stuff. Amen? So let's hear... Uh, maybe thirty all the way to thirty
1: two in Canada, please. Thank you.
0: Glory to God. I think
1: we can go all the way to the Glory to God. Mm,
0: Hallelujah. That Satyam gives them the freedom. Notice that. Hallelujah. So what we hear and then act upon is what releases that liberty and that freedom in our life. Amen. So we spend time studying, meditating so that we can now act upon it. And then enjoy the freedom of living from the place where Jesus lived from. The spirit realm. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's about continuing. So get ready to continue and not quit. Hallelujah. God will help us to continue. Notice the same kind of language is used in Acts chapter 2. When they had just accepted the Holy Ghost there and spoke with tongues. And they began to see the increase coming. It says there, verse 41... Then they that gladly received his word were baptized the same day and were added unto them 3,000 souls. So this talks about people who have now accepted the Lord and committed their lives. But look what happens. And they continued, verse 42, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's hear this also, forty-one and forty-two in Kannada.
1: Agana Matan no Santoshawagi Angi Karisidavaru Baptisma Madisikondaru. Ade dinadali sumaru muru savira janaru avarun bigesirisal pataru. Avaru apostalara bodhani elliu and yon yate alliu rutti muri you vadaralliu kratanegaralliu nirataragis tirachitaragi daru.
0: Amen. So there's this continuing steadfastly. And then it says similar kind of language in 46. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Notice more continuing. Amen. So they would gather in one place. And continue that. And then go house to house. Amen. So church is there in the focus of it all. Here it was mentioned as being the temple at that point. But eventually it, they were driven out of there. And they had to now meet you know, in certain other locations. Notice that they had to continue daily. And they went with the, the doctrine. They went with prayer. They went with communion, breaking of bread. There was a meal a common meal that they all had. They had fellowship together. And so, um, you know, we must strive to stay with these original ingredients. Amen? This is the real uh, stuff that he's talking about. And so let's not deviate from this. I know we we live in strange times and we are being forced to maybe not gather so much, etc., etc. Remember, that's not ideal. The ideal is what the Word is saying. And then meeting in house to house is wonderful. It's awesome. But we must strive to be able to gather and study and meditate on these kind of truths, basic doctrinal facts, and then break out into fellowship and food and all of that. Notice the prayer is there. All the ingredients are there. The apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, joyful singing, Again, continuing gladly. Oh, hallelujah. This has to be done and then the the remedy or the recipe will produce the required results. You will see the results again. Hallelujah. God is faithful. His word has not changed. He said freedom will come. Liberty will come. The results will come. He said as you give time to these things, the results will be there. And so we're going to stick with it. It doesn't matter what our emotions say. Oh, let's do this. Let's put an ice cream vending machine in the church. And let's, uh, you know, just have some jazz constantly playing. Or all these various ideas. Let's not stand up too much. Or let's sit down most of the time. And let's see if we can shorten the praise and worship. We sing too much. Or we sing too little. etc., etc. All these ideas. <laughs> but let's go with what the Word says. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is how God does it. Amen. So we will go with what He is saying here. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to Ephesians. Um, let's hear
1: verse 46 also in Canada.
0: Glory to God. Hallelujah. Interesting. If you remember our reading of Ephesians chapter 1, a certain interesting thought. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Notice all of us are saints. Thank God for that. We start off as being saints, not like the world The world says if you live in this way and then die and then you are dead, then you finally become a saint. (laughs) God says, no, you start out as a saint. Glory to God. Because it's only what's inside you that's going to affect what's on the outside. Hallelujah. So you're saved. You're a saint. You're the righteousness of God. You are holy in Him, blameless in Him. Oh, all these wonderful virtues are already yours from the so great salvation that Jesus gave to us. Amen? The saints in Christ Jesus. Then it talks about someone known as the faithful in Christ Jesus. That's the second group. So this is more like um, a special elite core in the military. For instance, say, special operations, you know, uh, special services. You know, maybe like commandos, you know? Hallelujah. There's a special group that is out there forming a core that are different, that are more uh, excellent, or uh, let's just say more of a versed and uh, tactical and specialized and able to do certain overcoming jobs. Hallelujah. Praise God. There is that crew also. So he's talking to the saints In general, the saved ones. Oh, hallelujah. Then he's talking also to the specialized core group, the ones that are actually making all the stuff work together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you notice that even though there were thousands and people added daily in the early church, the Bible talks about looking out for seven men of honest report. Praise God. Um, Seven men who could be noted for the way they lived, the way they handled their faith, the way they operated in their personal lives, and they, they, they were known, they could be seen. Praise God. So what was on the inside had become evident on the outside, and they could be observed, and they could be identified. Seven men, not thousands of people, seven. Notice that. Hallelujah. So thank God for those special groups. And if you read your book properly in the book of Acts, those were probably the ones who were involved in the burial of Ananias and Sapphira. The Bible says some young men wrapped them up and buried them. You know, nobody told them, hey guys, come, let's bury. They just knew, we've got to do something here. And they just wrapped, you know, the husband and then later on the wife. And, you know, three hours later came back to church and all of that. Hallelujah, that was chapter 5. Then chapter 6 opens up about these seven men. Praise God. And then you hear their life stories later on. They start taking over chapters. Amen. So like that, chapters will come out about these special people who have decided to, you know, be known and to be seen as doing the things that are being received through the doctrine, through the hearing and the study of the Word of God. Hallelujah. So there is no loss in any of these matters There is only progress, there's only benefits, there's only growth, there's only God taking the glory. Hallelujah. Amen. The Old Testament, we seem to take a little bit of the glory. You know, man did this and that and the other, but actually God wants all the glory. Hallelujah, where you said it was He who worked in me, both to will and do His good pleasure. He began this good work in me. He is performing it until the day we see Jesus. So notice we are relying on Him working in us. Praise God. Let's hear Ephesians 1 and verse 1 also in Canada,
1: please.
0: Glory. Wonderful. Notice here also, you know, similar thoughts as we ponder about these things. God is looking for vessels, you know, to carry Him, to bear Him, to go and be poured out. You know, we are vessels of glory, vessels of honor. And He uses us to pour out His blessings, His nature, His ability, His mercy on the world and on Others Praise God. So in that whole process, there's a couple of things that become more and more clear. Notice in chapter 12 of Romans, I like the revelation of chapter 12 is after 11 and 10 and so on. Praise God. So from, from about 5, 6, 7, he talks all the way, then 8, and then 9, 10. Salvation and leaven, the Jews and the church, and then 12. So he said so many things. Now at 12 he says, I beseech you, brethren, verse 1, by the mercies of God. Ha, ha, ha. How much mercy? We need the mercy of God. By the mercy of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. One version could actually say your logical service. This is the only logical thing to do in light of all that he has done. Oh, the only logical thing to do is for you to live from your spirit man rather than from the outside. Let the outward man be as a sacrifice. You know, but he's alive, but he's a sacrifice. Notice that he is dead to sin, dead to the world. That's what he's supposed to be as a sacrifice. Amen? So I would say one key word for all of this is sacrifice. For that we need a lot of mercy. Because we're going to find ourselves climbing off the offering altar every now and then. <laughs> and then coming back again. We are going to be yielding and uh, yielding and yielding again and again. So I believe a lot of mercy is involved there. And God takes pleasure in those who want His mercy. Hallelujah. He's excited about that fact because he can see that from within, things are moving in the direction of desire to serve Him, desire to do the right thing. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he goes on. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. So from telling us what it should be, he now tells us how to get there. He says, by the renewing of the mind. So notice, the mind is the the gateway through which all of these things are coming, through the senses into the mind, through all of those uh, senses, we are now receiving, filtering out stuff, and choosing what is good, choosing the good treasure. Hallelujah. Keep your thought there for a minute, and let's just go to Luke, Luke chapter 6. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 6, and observe there, in the 45th verse, Luke 6:45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. So notice here that we spend time accumulating good treasure. Haha, glory to God. We make sure that the man inside the thought realm, the imagination has a good store of good treasure. And then, out of that abundance of good treasure, good stuff comes out. Hallelujah. So, we are piling up things that are coming and checking and seeing is it good? Is it a good treasure? Is this valuable? Is this, you know, stuff that I should keep? Praise God. Hallelujah. That's it. So it's beginning to work like that. Amen? So we, through the senses, are receiving all of this info, and then we are weeding out and checking which is good, what is valuable, what is precious, what is treasure. And then we hold on to that, and we keep it inside. And make sure it is abundant. And then out of the abundance, it flows out. Oh, praise God. See, God has figured it all out. And He's telling us, this is how I made you. This is how I created you. And so let's work together. Let's go. Let's move in this direction. You have been guaranteed to be like Jesus. This is your destiny. This is your conformed mold. You, you don't have to be like anybody else. You don't have to be like the world. You don't have to be molded by the world. You're supposed to be molded into Jesus conformed into his image praise God and so we are all working on that treasure we are making sure we have good treasure we are not receiving the trash our ears are not for trash hallelujah we are weeding out stuff and choosing precious choosing stuff that is valuable and out of the good treasure within we begin to act we begin to speak we begin to live hallelujah what a nice place to live from praise God Hallelujah
1: maybe we can hear Luke um, uh, 645 also in Canada
0: <laughs> Hallelujah maybe also um, back in Romans 12 and verse 2 also in Canada
1: Vada Amen. Wonderful. So, from
0: these kind of thoughts, we proceed to the third verse, which says, For I say through the grace given unto me. To every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Notice how he says there, there's a certain high place that he created us for. And he says, you need to think like that, but not more highly than that. Praise God. It is a high place. Hallelujah. It's already high. It's such a Highly lifted up place that He has created us in Christ. That, of course, you're going to be thinking very highly. And you have to think highly. Praise God. But don't think more highly than you ought to think. See? In other words, notice how He starts it through the grace given to me. In other words, what was given. It's all based on what was given. It's not something we have. (laughs) God gave it to us. Amen. So even though we are high and lifted up in that place, it was given to us. Praise God. We did not earn it by ourselves. We did not do it by anything that we had. It was Him working. It was Him giving. We are basically receivers. And out of what He has given, we are able to give. Hallelujah. You see, so that keeps us in that place of thinking clearly. And so we don't go more highly than we ought to think. But we are saying, according to the grace, according to the understanding of the things that God rushes towards me to give me, from that which He has given to us freely in Christ Jesus, we have received, and so we are thankful and we are walking in this very high place. Glory to God. Amen. So. Oh, it's such a wonderful place that He has given us. And to live lower than that is to live as though we are animals. Is to live as if we're just a bundle of flesh with just emotions, instincts, and made to be taken and destroyed. But thank God we are not receiving that. We're walking in His way. We're walking like He created us to walk, conform to His image. And that is a high place. Oh, that's a wonderful place. And it's a place of good treasure and a blessing. Amen. Now let's see if we can just go back in the last minutes, just read from uh, like we read. Can we hear verse 3 in Canada, please? And then
1: go to Genesis. Hallelujah. Wonderful
0: stuff. Now we can see if we can read a little bit from Genesis there in chapter 24. You remember the whole story and how Laban... And Bethuel had come out to see Abraham's servant and Rebecca with all the ornaments on her. Notice that she was given ornaments. Praise God. It's the boy and the boy's family that <laughs> gave, gave the ornaments to the girl. So if you like to enjoy the blessing of Abraham, that's also part of it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. So let's go on with the story. Verse... Um, 32, and the man came into the house, and he ungirded his camels, and gave straw and provender for the camels, and water to wash his feet, and the men's feet that were with him, and there was set meat before him to eat, verse 33 continues, and he said, I will not eat until I have told mine errand, and he said, speak on. You know, this is interesting. The man said, I must talk before I eat. How many of us would have eaten first? Because they would have, <laughs> they would have said, ah, we can talk later, now eat. But this guy says, no, I'm not going to eat yet. I must talk. I remember we, we used to help, you know, somewhere in North India, and one of our brethren was sent to represent us there, and he said um, he was not going to say that he came from from us, but that he just came. Praise God. But no, if you're being sent by somebody, you, you have to represent them. <laughs> he said, I, until I say what I have to say, until I finish what I have to, I'm not going to eat. I have told mine errand, he said. Speak on. Verse 34. And he said, I'm Abraham's servant. Wow. This is a very... Clear man. He's not, you know, playing games. He, I'm Abraham's servant. Praise God. You know, that talks a lot about the honor of that, that whole setup of Abraham and the people that were with him. He said, I'm Abraham's servant. And the Lord has blessed my master greatly, and he's become great. And he has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and men servants and maid servants and camels and asses. So he's come to this great place of physical, visible blessing. It's a high place in the blessing of Abraham that belongs to you and I, Amen. But it's also notice how it is humbly handled. It's, it's the core values are still the same. Can you see that? You can see there's no pride about this. He's just, you know, forthright and honest and clear and doing what he ought to do. 36. And Sarah, my master's wife, bare a son to my master when she was old. And unto him has he given all that he has. He had many sons. He gave them gifts. But unto this son, Isaac, he gave all that he had. 37. And my master made me swear, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife to my son of the daughters of the Canaanites in the land I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my father's house, to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son. And I said unto my master, Peradventure the woman will not follow me. Notice he's rehashing the whole thing. And he said unto me, The Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee and prosper thy way, and thou shalt take a wife for my son of my kindred of my father's house. So he's saying, the Lord and the angels. Notice that. Praise God. Those. Those are ours also. That belongs to us also. I believe that it's working for your marriage today, working for your children today, working for your job situations, your businesses today. All of these benefits come with the blessing of Abraham, which belongs to you. It makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, if this happens, then you are clear from this oath. And when you come to your kindred, to my kindred, if they give not thee one. Thou shalt be clear from my oath. And I came this day unto the well and said, O Lord God of my Master, if now thou do prosper my way which I go, Behold, I stand by the well of water, shall come to pass, that when a virgin cometh forth to draw water, and I say to her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water of thy pitcher to drink. She say to me, Both drink thou, and I will draw for thy camels. Let the same be the woman whom the Lord has responded out for my master's or has appointed out for my master's son. And before I had done speaking, notice that, in my heart, behold, Rebecca came forth with the pitcher on her shoulder, and she went down to the well and drew water, and I said uh, unto her, Let me drink, I pray thee. She made haste, uh, let down her pitcher from her shoulder, she said, Drink, and I give I will give the camels drink also. So I drank and she made the camels drink also. Hallelujah. And you know the story keeps going on and it's wonderful. Notice here that they are trusting God. They are not pushing their agenda. They are saying, Lord, if this is your will, let it be. Not my will be done, but yours. Hallelujah. Let's keep it like that. Let God produce the wife for you. Let God bring the partner. Let God bring you into that place. Let God and the angels, which are there with Abraham's blessing, work with us. Hallelujah. We're not going to force these things. Uh, Just like that. We're going to trust God. We're going to believe His Word. We're going to expect that the prosperity, the blessing will flow because we are not seeking our will, but God's will. Hallelujah. We'll stop for today. Maybe we'll hear a verse or two in Canada, and then we'll stop. Maybe verse um, 36. Let's see.
1: Yes, verse 36.
0: Hallelujah. So this is the God who gave a child to Sarah in her old age. Can he not take care of that child? Can he not give a wife to that child? Should they worry about that? No. If God brought us into the kingdom... Brought us into the family. He'll take care of everything else. Praise God. Shall we worship this most high God? Oh, we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. You're a good God. The loving, heavenly Father. We yield ourselves to you, Father. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for grace. We thank you for ability To live one day at a time. To look to you for your purposes to be wrought. That we may become more like Jesus. We call every need met. Every yoke destroyed. Every burden removed. In the name of Jesus. We thank you for the liberty of continuing in the word. Continuing and moving in. More and more free. More and more liberty. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you'd like to give, this is a great opportunity to give. We do so in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Have a wonderful week. Thank you, team. You are blessed.